Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. Over the last, I would say, five days that I was going to talk about negative energies, It's almost like these energies did not want me to speak about them. (laughs) That's really what they are, is they're energies that are wanting to control everything. Notice how we mentioned, and even in the picture that we posted on our site, that it's a person that's angry, but we call it a negative energy. We didn't call it negative people. Not sure if you realize that. Because people itself are not negative. They were created by love, much like a virus or a hitchhiker, whatever you want to call it, that you harbor, then that person takes on that attributes of the negative energy or the more heavy energies that are out there. In other words, it's not really a person's fault if they're angry, only to the point that they're harboring anger and other things that they slide into that. So it's almost like a chameleon. You know what a chameleon does? It's an animal or a lizard that if it goes on an orange rock, the whole body turns the same color as its environment. So if it goes into a green bush, it turns green and so on. It goes into sand, it turns brown. Our energies are a little bit like that. We're going to be talking about how negative energy gets in give you a perhaps a different understanding of where energies the root cause of why we are feeling what we're feeling first of all there are two kinds of energies as you know and you've heard this there's love of course which is self-defining what love is what negative is has about maybe 45 meanings very there's a lot of meanings for negative energy. Some will see it as anger, sadness, despair, regret, guilt, fear, resentment, vengeance. These are all the same thing. Why is one word love? And everybody knows what that is. We have to describe all the other things because that's what negative energy wants to do. By segregating really what the feeling is, It confuses us. Look at all of the definitions we have for something that's beautiful. How many words do you know that describes beautiful? You'll say it's beautiful, amazing, incredible. The average person can come up with nine or ten of those words. If something bad happens... People can describe up to 45 words that describe something bad, something negative. Now, why is that? We have so many different words that describe something if it's not really going your way, as opposed to something that's beautiful. Everyone say it's beautiful, and we kind of get that. But how come there's such a limited vocabulary? Someone who is indigenous, a few few weeks ago, they were in an interview, and they have over 200 words for beautiful. 
because it's a spiritual people. It's a spiritual entity. And they're always defining beauty in so many ways in their culture. And there's not a lot of negative words for it. It's almost reversed. Our culture is sort of reversed that way. We have so many words for something that bad that, that happened. Just to, so you know that when people are looking at those two energies, love, and let's just call them absence of love. That's pretty much what it is. When you don't have love, you can only imagine what you're going to get. Why are people angry? Why are they down? What causes them to feel sorry or they feel guilty or they feel like they're vengeful? They want to get back at somebody. Because that energy wants them to. They turn into a chameleon and it depends on how you cultivate that energy. Is That's what's going to end up happening. A couple of quotes that I've read on negativity. One is, next time you're tempted to be upset, frustrated, offended, remind yourself that that is the 10% of the things in life that we cannot control. But you can control how you respond to all of them. That's from Joel Olstein. Life is short. Cut out the negativity. Forget the gossip. Say goodbye to the people that keep hurting you. Spend your time with people that are always there. One that is my favorite from Wayne Dyer. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And isn't that always the thing when we have familiar things that we are vibrate to? You can get two people looking at the same thing, and yet you'll have vastly different descriptions of it. Years ago, I saw one interview, and it was on a sidewalk where a person, they were talking about children just the different things in life. And he says, uh, if I were to tell you a couple of words, what, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? And the uh, thing was uh, sunset. The guy said orange and beauty. And, and then he had another word. What about ocean? And then he said, oh, beautiful waves and uh, surfing and seagulls and, you know, all that kind of thing. Babies. Oh, n- nothing but gifts. And he had about nine or ten words like that. Then one of the person was stopped on the sidewalk and he, and he gave them those same words. And I was just shocked at the way they described a lot of the things. I don't remember all of them, but a few that I remember was sunset. Oh, the end of a day. Another one was the ocean, sharks, and uh, just things that will, will eat you and uh, you'll get lost and uh, you, you, you can't drink the water. And the one I remember the most was babies. Believe it or not, he called them rugrats. They just are totally in my life, and uh, they're slowing me down of everything that I do. And I just couldn't believe the guy said that on TV. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Well, that was interesting. The same word with somebody that's harboring anger, that's all they see in babies. Something that is so innocent, so beautiful. Love a baby. Uh, I, I can't imagine how they would be treating animals. The story is told 
years ago, I heard this in a poem, and it's about two wolves. Uh, it's a grandfather, actually, talking about two wolves to his grandson. He goes to explain to the grandson that uh, in all of our bodies, there are two wolves. And he goes on to explain that one wolf is, is beautiful, always wants to help you, is loving, kind, compassionate, and is always there for you, and it will give up its life to make sure you're safe. The other wolf is angry, and it snips at everything, and only cares about what it wants, and it doesn't really care for you. And so the grandson thinks for a minute, and he says, well, which one is stronger? And the grandfather says, the one you feed. So what are we feeding ourselves? And this is where, when you talk about physical health, mental health, spirit health, whatever it is, everything stems from this decision or this choice that you make about yourself, whether you're going to live in love or whether you're going to live in anger. And it is a choice. Now, something that I did not know until very recently When we talk about utopia, and for those that are wondering what that is, utopia is a what's considered a perfect society that everything it runs and it's perfect. Lots of love, compassionate, everyone wants to help everybody else, the water's clean, the food is great, and it's nothing but a place where there's respect for everybody. And Spirit says that when a human comes in, they do have the power to force you to be covered with this white light. So you, everybody on this planet could be loving, and just as I described in this utopian society. And so people would say, well, that sounds beautiful. Why don't we have that? Because they can do that. However, there's one problem, and you can probably guess what it is. It's about control. They're forcing you to have a good life. They're forcing you, and there's no decision. Everyone comes in, and it's all love, whether you like it or not. And so is that a society that really is deciding that that's what they want? And you also don't come in very angry as children... All of us come in, and we're always happy. I mean, we could be entertained with a plastic bottle for hours. We're always laughing. We don't care how we look. We're bald. We have no teeth. We're beautiful, and we are the center of the universe as kids. So we come in as love. But what Spirit says is that's where it stops. We don't come in in this darker energy, and we don't come in white. So we come in somewhere in the middle. And from there, we have to decide which one we're going to vibrate to or resonate to. This is why we asked all of you to wear gray. Because gray, when white light looks at gray, some people will think that, well, if I have this white light around me and I look at gray, then it would look dingy. I mean, just look at your laundry. If you're looking at something pure white and something that was white and now gray, you would say it's dirty or dingy. The black light 
or the darker, heavier energies would look at gray and say that it's faded. It's like a faded black, right? When you look at gray, you're kind of in the middle. And that's what Spirit really wanted you to look at, is that you came in the middle, and your job is to figure out which way that you're going to vibrate to, how you're going to move your energy from now on. Because it is about freedom. Gray is the symbol for spirit that you're free. The gray that you wore today means that you have now the choice of whether you're going to turn lighter or whether you're going to turn darker. When heavy energies and people are angry at you, that is what we're going to be discussing today. We'll go as much in it as we can because I think there's going to be a part two to this for next week to, to tell you more about how that energy is in your body and how it affects things. But all to say that gray is freedom. Gray means that now you can decide. Because of what I do as a medium, and I can tell you very honestly and openly, I do talk to high-level energies all the time. Those of you that are open for angels, and I converse with them all the time. I've had to clear this room three times before this class because my intention was the message of spirit, I wanted to come through without any hitches so that I don't get mixed up. And I, But the energies that we're talking about knew that this was happening. I am in probably 18 degrees. I'm in the basement and it's very cool and I'm sweating because I've got all these energies just holding me. And so I'm conversing with them all the time. But also, I have another side that I do. As you know, when I go into a building or if I do any clearing, I am usually sent in to clear energy in a home, got spirits in it or in its their nuisances and so on. Suzanne is so sensitive, she cannot even go into a home that has those kind of energies because she would get sick in the parking lot before we even go in. So that I'll go in and I feel the energy all in my skin, my hair is on end. I feel them all on my back, but it's for me, it's like Teflon. None of them sticks. And I talk to that energy too. And so for the first time, I want to sort of divulge the kind of energy that is always trying to manipulate you on a daily basis. That's what their job is. Otherwise, they'd be out of a job. You're in a home that there's a beautiful family here. What's the deal? And I start talking to them. This is the end of part one, dealing with negative energy. Now go over to part two to continue the journey. Thank you for listening to Raising Your Spirits. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with Tony, reach out to his Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, all one word and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Stay.